Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. The stock market pulled back in the final minutes of trading, with the S&P 500 holding in its narrowest range in five weeks. Investors are awaiting further direction on the health of the economy and on prospects for higher interest rates. They showed a reluctance today to place any big bets before parsing data this week on manufacturing, housing, consumer sentiment, and growth for clues on the economy's strength. Here's a data check. The Dow Industrial Average fell eight points to close out the session at 17,492. S&P 500 down four points, two-tenths of a percent to 2,048. The Nasdaq lost four points and closed at 47.65. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down 30 cents a barrel, two-thirds of a percent to 48.11. Spot Gold down $3.30 a ounce to 1,249.60. And the 10-year Treasury up one thirty-second with a yield of 1.83%. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg. I'm Kathleen Hayes. We are broadcasting live from the BNY Mellon Asset Servicing Conference in Tucson, Arizona. Let's turn our attention now to Coca-Cola. Get this. There is not enough sugar in Venezuela to keep the bottling system running. Here to tell us more, Nathan Crooks, Caracas Bureau Chief for Bloomberg. All right, Nathan, so what is this? I thought that sugar supplies is one of the basic things in Venezuela. For example, Venezuela used to be very famous for making rum. You're not going to make that without sugar. You'd, you'd think, and, and we saw news today, though, that Coca-Cola said that their suppliers have are starting to run out and that they're not going to be able to keep making uh, sugar drinks sweetened with sugar. So, uh, you know, this is happening in a time of Venezuela when we're seeing shortages of many things. Last, last month, for example, they one of the biggest companies uh, in the country said that they didn't have enough hops to make beer. So, uh, you know, we're starting to see Venezuela running out of a lot of things and not just sugar. So this uh, is this a problem for Coca-Cola that's confined to Venezuela and if it's if they have they have operations all over the world so how how significant is it is it something that extends beyond Venezuela in any any way shape or form uh, it'll probably be more of a, a problem for Venezuelans who who like Coca-Cola and other sweetened drinks. Uh, many of because of the strict currency controls here that we've had now for for the past decade, and it's gotten increasingly worse over the past two or three years. So. Um, well, Venezuela used to be a large part of uh, many companies' operating operations. Uh, because of continued currency devaluations, we've seen uh, the Venezuelan segments become less and less important on their balance sheets. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of the latest thing in Venezuela that we're not going to be able to find here. Uh, you know, and, and some of these companies that are having problems with with production, a lot of them have have already deconsolidated the country from their balance sheets. So. I would imagine it's it's more of a, a local headache for them. Nathan, speak if you can about state monopolies when it comes to granting dollars, fixed dollars, to companies inside of Venezuela in order to import things, in this case sugar. But is that a general issue that is hurting the economy? Uh, yes, and it's one of the, you know, the main problems that are, it's, it's kind of the, the currency in Venezuela and the state controls, it's kind of this, 
fundamental current that you see kind of at the, the base of many of the different problems here at the moment. For instance, we have an official exchange rate of 10 bolivars per dollar, and then we have a secondary exchange rate of about now almost 500 bolivars for the dollar. And then there's a black market, which is illegal to, to, to publish that inf information, but um, it's far above uh, even the alternative rate. So if you just look at the two legal rates of 10 and 500, the difference is just so so big and and you know and, and you mix that with price controls for instance sugar is is a basic good so it's it's one of the goods that the government sets the price on uh so so the only people that would want to import sugar they're only going to want to do that if they can get the preferential rate of 10 bolivars per dollar because because it's price controlled so uh and then you have this all happening in the context with uh falling oil prices and which is Venezuela's main product and so they have less money to import what they need. Uh, so it's kind of a, a, a perfect storm for Venezuela. You have these currency controls, and they don't have as much money as they used to have to be able to import things at these preferential rates. So what about the, uh, the, the people of Venezuela? At what point does this, uh, th th this broad problem lead to some, some you know, protests, some political change? Where, where does Venezuela stand in that cycle? Well, it's definitely, you know, these are tough days for Venezuela. If, if you come to Caracas, it's very normal just driving around uh, outside of all the grocery stores. You see you see lines everywhere, you know, thousands of people. Uh, you're only allowed to buy certain items, uh, the regulated items on certain days, depending on the digits and your national identity card number. Uh, and, and we have inflation now, which the IMF thinks is going to be around 500% this, this year. Uh, so, you know, Venezuelans are going through a, a really tough time and, uh, you know, the, they might have trouble finding Coca-Cola, but it's a lot of, the, the bigger problem is, uh, there's real problems with people getting medicine that they need and, and basic food. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we're starting to see, uh, there are agencies that track kind of civil unrest, uh, and, and they're putting out reports saying instances of looting are increasing. Uh, and then on the political front, we have an opposition who, uh, late last year, they got control of, of the National Assembly, but they've seen the Supreme Court kind of overturn everything they're trying to do. Right now, they're calling for a, a recall referendum on, on President Nicolas Maduro. Uh, and so far, they're accusing the, the government of kind of dragging their feet in terms of validating the signatures that they need to call that. So, so this is all happening in kind of a, uh, a tense political environment as well. Like I said, it's, it's the, the perfect storm of an economic problems, currency controls, and, and political and social unrest. And this is not the only company that is responding to this situation in the sense of Coca-Cola, but I know that, for example, the tire maker Bridgestone, they're selling their business in Venezuela after doing business there for 60 years. Yeah, uh, for instance, and, and the list goes on and on and on, and we, uh, you know, airlines have stopped flying here. Uh, we saw Clorox pull out a couple years ago and just say, you know, we're, we're leaving. Uh, so it, it, it is definitely giving companies that operate here a, a lot of challenges. Thank you very much for joining us. Nathan Crooks, Caracas Bureau Chief for Bloomberg News. I want to thank all the people at BNY Mellon. We are live at Tucson, Arizona at the BNY Mellon Asset Servicing 2016 Client Conference. This is Bloomberg Radio. 
Coming up, Bloomberg Law. It's brought to you by the Suffolk County IDA. Financial incentives and programs to help your business thrive on Long Island. Visit SuffolkIDA.org.